today start with a commercial idea and then comes the promotional CD and then the video and all before playing before a single audience. Not so in the case of the Rowe Family Singers. Since its first club date in Minneapolis, the group has displayed a steady growth curve. When we first started it was just Kim and I and we didn't we literally didn't have enough material to, to fill the hour and a half slot that we were playing. So we started inviting uh, our friends, uh, just musician friends, to come sit in with us. And over the years, uh, it's grown to be a 10-piece band that uh, is there on Monday nights, and then most of the shows we do, we do as a five-piece. But it's been good. Those Mondays are, are their re our rehearsal time. You could say that the Rowe Family Singers' music is unconventional. Is that by design, or is it an organic process? I think it's organic. You know, we play, at heart, we're playing old-time music. That's the music that, that I grew up with, and, and Kim grew up listening to a lot of, a lot of folk music. Um, so it's what we, we gravitate towards. But the first bands that I played in were punk bands and heavy metal bands. And, uh, you know, Dan has really cut his teeth, made a name for himself in this town playing uh, traditional country music and, uh, and rock and roll and rockabilly. Uh, Rick really gravitates towards Irish music. He really likes that. Eric uh, played a lot of traditional country, but also Cajun. And so, you know, we've got all those influences coming into what we're doing. And I think that it can't help but affect what the, what the final product is. You know, this is 2017, and I love old-time music, but I don't live in, in West Virginia in... 1923. You know, I live in the Twin Cities in, in 2017, and so um, all those influences that have come before me, all the musicians that have come before me that I've listened to until now, you know, they can't help but affect what I'm doing. Well, I'm not for you, my hand or my glove. It's a little bit of Cruel Sister, which has a kind of uh, happy melody, but it's really dark. <laughs> now, wh why the the dark ones? That's that's just where I I kind of naturally go. Um, you know, that one it caught my ear because of the you know the end of the song there. Rather than you know fishing the body out of the river and and giving her a nice burial, you know, they find the body and they piece it out and make fiddle and then fiddle bow out of it, which I just that that idea is so it's just atrocious but it it catches your ear but not everything you do is dark and uh kim and quillen you're both songwriters kim when you write you tend to write happy i i end up uh coming up with a some kind of story some kind of storyline and then going from there what's the backstory of happy girl well i was sitting in my geography class and i just 
instead of studying, I was、uh, thinking about Quillen and just how much. And how much,、uh, <laughs> how much he meant to me. And so just, he just made me really happy. And it was a beautiful day. And there I just went from there. Speaking with Kim and Quillen Rowe of the Rowe Family Singers, you play for kids and you play for adults, but there's hardly any difference between a kids or an adult show. It's all legit old time music. You know, when you, when you, when you think about、uh, a Doc Watson or a Lead Belly or a Pete Seeger or a, a Woody Guthrie, you know, these folks, they played for everybody, you know, and, and nobody said, oh, you're playing for kids, you're a children's musician, oh, you're playing for grown ups, you're, you're just appropriate for, for playing at the festivals and the bars. They just said, oh, you're playing folk music. And I, I really like that a lot because we've seen over the years that we do have that appeal. We appeal to all ages. And with kids school, and you're kind of like the Pied Piper with your banjo. <laughs> you play your banjo and the kids follow. Yeah, they like your clogging too, quite a bit though. You got a lot of, you got a lot of little kids. When we play at the Midtown Global Market, there's a lot of little kids that are showing up there now with their little tap shoes because they want to dance like Kim Rowe. <laughs> It's pretty cute. Quillen, you wanted to go out on King Kong Kitchi Kitchi Kaimyo. So that song, King Kong Kitchi Kitchi Kaimyo,、uh, the first time I heard it is by Chubby Parker. He recorded it in 1928. And of course, it's a version of Frog Went a Courtin'. I used to spend my summers down in, in southeastern Iowa with my grandparents. And、uh, my granddad used to, sing, used to sing me and my cousins to sleep every night. And he didn't sing King Kong Kitchi Kitchi Kaimyo, but he sang Frog Went a Courtin'. So the first time I heard that, I just thought, oh my gosh,、uh, this, this is my granddad. You know, this is, and it just brought back so many positive memories. And he told me how he used to fall asleep Saturday nights listening to the Grand o l d Opry, you know, when it was Uncle Dave Macon and,、uh, and other, other great bands like that. So. It's a tribute to him. Froggy went a courting and he did ride. King Kong Kitchi Kitchi Kaimyo with a sword and a pistol by his side. King Kong Kitchi Kitchi Kaimyo. Kaimo Kimo Kaimo Ki. Way down yonder in the holler tree with the owl and the bat and the bumblebee. King Kong Kitchi Kitchi Kaimyo. Well, he rode till he came to Miss Mousie's door. King Kong Kitchi Kitchi Kaimyo. And there he knelt upon the floor. King Kong Kitchi Kitchi Kaimyo. Thanks to Kim and Quillen Rowe of the Rowe Family Singers. The web address is rowefamilysingers.com and Rowe is spelled R O E. This program is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Phil Nussbaum speaking. King Kong, Kitchi Kitchi Kami, oh.